Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rebecca the Badass podcast. I'm Rebecca Keating. I'm an artist and a life coach, and I love discussing all things personal expression and self-improvement. I'm passionate about sharing ideas that help people have their cake and eat it too, me included. Listen on to find out how you can create it all in your own life. Hello, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about money, which is one of those things that whenever I work with clients and also whenever I just get in conversations with people about having it all, um, money is, as you can imagine, one of those big things that comes up. Um, And before we get started, I'm going to give you a little bit of personal backstory on myself and Actually, a big reason that I got into the whole world of coaching in the first place had to do a lot with my own personal money story and um, my beliefs about money, those I grew up with and also those I just adopted um, for myself. And so just a quick blanket backstory. Um, So I grew up in rural Missouri, just like an hour south of Kansas City. Um, I grew up on a family farm. So I wouldn't say we made a lot of money. My parents worked, um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom until, like, a stay-at-home wife until, I was probably, like, 12 or 13. And then she got a a job as a part-time bus driver, so she was bringing in some income. And my dad was a heavy equipment operator. He worked um, in a heavy equipment operating uh, union up in Kansas City, and he commuted an hour every day to various job sites. Um, and so very working class, all of my aunts and uncles were also pretty much working class. Um, and I grew up hearing things like money doesn't grow on trees, make sure you shut off the lights. We don't have, you know, like we don't have the money for that. Um, and also I grew up with a lot of poor people have poor ways. I heard that a lot. Um, and I just all like money and not having enough money was always this omnipresent, um, belief system that I didn't even think to question, quite frankly. Um, I didn't think to question it. I just knew that I had to work hard to make it and I was willing to freaking do it. (laughs) I think I got my first job whenever I was, um, 16, just barely old enough to drive, and I drove to a town about 30 minutes away from my high school to go work, like, an evening shift um, at a grocery store, and, you know, eventually saved up money for my own vehicle. My grandpa cut me a deal on it. Um, All of this is to say that um, I grew up with a lot of preconceived notions about money, and... um, It wasn't until I was in college, um, about to graduate with my master's degree and looking out into the world to apply for jobs that I was like, you know, I had reached this point where like, this is what I had been working for my whole life. You know, like I had been, I worked really diligently in high school. I worked really diligently in college to go out and get a job. And I was like, okay, this is where my whole life, people have been preaching to me, like, if you want to make good money, you got to go to college. And that's how you're going to make, you know, on average, you know, some odd amount of money over what somebody who a non-college graduate does. It's at this point, I just really started to examine my beliefs around money. And I really started to look at 
Where were the examples in my life of people making good money? I grew up with a very, like a classic Midwesterner. You work hard. Like if you've got to work hard, good things will come to you. Um, They're not going to come easy. You've got to work hard. College was a big eye-opening experience to me because I saw people who, and from my perspective, from my how I grew up believing like the work hard, like almost work hard to the point of martyrdom and self-sacrifice um, wasn't getting me where I wanted to go. And looking back and, and watching people do things that were more fun or more to me seemed very frivolous were getting them money and was getting them places. So like, for example, I would see friends who would start taking freelance jobs online, doing things that they really enjoyed. Um, and they were making, you know, better money than I was making at my, you know, minimum wage part-time jobs. So I just started to question this and I've come up with a couple of really empowered places to start. The reason I give you the backstory on myself, my person, like where I come from is because now I am, you know, 10 years removed from my high school self. And that means I'm almost five years into my own money mindset journey and um, dissolving my uh, kind of less than stellar beliefs around money so that I can make more of it. And also just like really realizing like what beliefs empower me and empower those around me about money and what beliefs are, you know, just not like they might be under the guise of altruism or under the guise of be grateful for what you have. But it's also like at the end of the day, maybe not the most sustainable belief system for having it all, having your cake and eating it too, which also trickles down to helping others have it all for themselves and helping us make this world a better place and helping us get all, all everyone access to everything that they need um, to thrive. So um, it's really, really important for me to bring this conversation of money back to the rural Midwest, just because I know how much it influenced me and my behavior growing up. And I also, I've been out in the breadth of the world and done a lot of research and, and gathered a lot of um, people around me and in my network who have made a, a large amount of money. And learning from them has been invaluable. And I want to share what I've learned um, from them and also what I've learned from my own experience making money. And the first thing um, I would love to start with now that we've gotten, you know, like kind of like where I came from and also a little bit of a trickle of like how I've gotten to where I'm at right now um, and how important this conversation is to have about money is you don't get smarter about money by not talking about money. It's really common for us to, you know, you don't talk about your salary, you don't talk about, um, you don't talk about how much you make because it's rude or it's, um, you know, there's all of these connotations, these taboos around talking about money. But I can say from personal experience, I couldn't diffuse or unwire the limiting beliefs I had about money if I didn't talk about them. Money would have always been this thing that other people made smarter than me. People made money. Um, people who had better business skills made money. People who, um, you know, and I mean, like at some point that's true, but it's not like people who were 100 percent or 
you know, beyond my capacity for smartness had money. It was more like people who had smart beliefs and had, um, you know, more money beliefs and money mindset, like basically their beliefs about money and their access to money and what money could do for them and money's place in the world um, were a more empowering set of beliefs than what I had and what I adopted growing up. So you have to be in conversations about money, if for nothing else, to see how other people see it and to see how other people have used their beliefs either to empower themselves to create more of it and to also notice, like, what's the good that they're doing in the world? What's the um, what are the things that they're accomplishing in the world that you may resonate with and might want to do more of for yourself? Or is the way that they're going about making money? Does that you know, resonate with you? Do you appreciate that? Is that, is there value to how they're creating money? Um, all of these things are questions you can have in your own brain, but it, it takes talking about them out loud to trusted friends and talking about them out loud to people who have different money beliefs than you that might have more of what you want out of life um, for you really to see and get reflected back to you the beliefs that um, might be holding you back. So number one, you do not get smarter, more educated. Um, you do not make any movement in your money, like money story in life without talking about money. Um, and number two, who are the kind of people who make money? Um, what do they do? You know, the people who in your mind's eye make money. Um, what is that archetype to you? Is it celebrities, people you don't know but are just generally out there that are, you know, millionaires? Is it people who are smarter than you? Is it people who work harder than you? Um, who are they? Just take a couple minutes and, and reflect on, on who in your mind's eye actually makes money. And I might like once you get all like kind of like get an idea of your thoughts you might just check in um and you might try this belief or this um money mindset uh what's the word I'm looking for here I assert that there's probably a pretty powerful place to come uh, come from whenever it comes to making money and that assertion is around this belief which is the people who make money are the people who decide to make money the people who make money are the people who make an, an intentional effort to make money this is whenever I think back about all of the people in my life, and also my personal experience with making money. Um, this is very true for me. It's, you know, I've tried on a lot of beliefs over the years and beliefs like, oh, when I work hard enough, I'll make money. Or if, um, you know, <laughs> one of my favorites is like, uh, that somebody in my life that I love, uh, my mother <laughs> says quite a bit is when I win the lottery, I'll do X, Y, and Z. And I remember whenever I first heard, uh, the statistic that something like 70% of lottery winners after they win 
within the next like year or two are like right back at the situation where they're at. And it's because um, when you get a windfall of money, but you haven't changed your money beliefs or you haven't changed how you relate to money and yourself in the world, you're going to spend it just like you've been spending money all along. And so, and that's, you know, like, it doesn't matter how much money you have coming in. That's not the, that's not quote unquote, the problem, or that's not the thing that has to change for sustainable good. I mean, it's just like, if you want to lose weight, you know, having an operation where you lose weight overnight is not going to help you if you don't change the beliefs and the habits that led you up to the point where you were at, you know what I mean? So, um, me shifting and adopting this mindset of like, oh, it's my decision to make money. Then it also puts the responsibility onto the individual who is seeking to make money. Um, and so then the responsibility came like to me, have I decided that I want to make money? And if I haven't yet, if I can't yet make that commitment and that decision, then it's coming from a place of, I don't want it bad enough, which isn't to say like, I don't want it bad enough. It's just to say that there's some kind of belief and some kind of mindset like that's keeping me from like wanting money. Um, because the end goal, like money to just have money for itself. Um, like that's not really what we ever want. We don't want just money to sit in the bank. You know, we want it because of like, if we literally did want money just to sit in our savings account and accumulate interest, it's likely not because we want the money. It's likely that we want the security and the, the stability, at least for me personally, that's what it is. I wanted the security and stability that I would feel when I had X amount of dollars in the bank account and having like achieved like I saved up a, a certain amount of savings to, um, you know, sustain my lifestyle for six months while I jumped out on my own. And I thought having that certain amount of money in the bank would make me feel safe and secure to jump out. And while it did provide me with, you know, like I had kind of mapped out and a plan for, for what it would take and like a cushion of money to, to help me f while I was figuring stuff out um, and to... To, you know, like serve as a buffer while I was figuring out how to, to market myself more and get myself out there um, to get, you know, more coaching clients and to get my artwork like on a website and out in the public so people could buy it. You know, like while that did provide me a certain level of safety and security, it didn't alleviate all of my fears. You know, it didn't alleviate all of my anxiety. It didn't alleviate all of my worry um, like I thought it would. So it just comes back to mindset, you know, like it's money is connected with so many other things like self-worth or it can be, it doesn't have to be. It certainly can be. Um, this brings me to my third and final, um, like point about money and the conversation of money is, um, Whenever you talk about money, it's just like anything. It's coming, you can come from a place of scarcity about money. You can come from a place of abundance about money. You can also come from a place of neutrality about money. Um, they all live on a spectrum. Um, and you might just notice where where you're coming from money as a habitual place. Like, are you coming from money? Like, the, the repeated conversation I heard growing up was that money didn't grow on trees. <laughs> Um, money, you're not like, you know, they're not, 
we don't really have access to money. That's not something that we, um, we can't afford X, we can't afford Y. Or at least that's what my experience of my childhood was, that I heard that a lot. Um, and that's coming from a place of scarcity. It's coming from a place of there's not enough to go around. We need to conserve. Um, and, you know, that's that's an experience that we actively create if we're actively buying into that story and um, sharing more and more of that story and propagating that story. Um, and then, you know, like there's also the abundance side of it. You know, neither is good nor bad. It's just that some are more empowering for creating what you want in your life than others. Um, an example of this is, you know, like scarcity is really helpful when you're thinking about your time. Your life is limited. You have a limited amount of time to live. What are you going to choose to do with the time of your life? You know, that's a that's a place where scarcity can be really clarifying and um, can help you really figure like get some hustle and figuring out like, okay, I've got one freaking life to live. Is this really how I'm going to spend it? Um, scarcity can be a, a really powerful conversation or a really powerful place to come with money as well, too, in that um, when I was first learning to budget my money um, and I was first learning to do it my way and, and, and figure out my own way that works for me of doing it, um, having a certain amount of you know, like a limited annual paycheck, <laughs> like a limited, I get paid this every two weeks. Um, and I've got to find some way to make it work, um, was really helpful because it helped me go through line by line, all the things I was spending money on and realize what was I getting the most pleasure out of? What was bringing me the most smiles per gallon, as I like to say? Um, and how do I maximize those and how do I minimize the things that I'm not enjoying spending my money on? Or at least minimize, like, the emotional impact of spending money on those things. Um, so, like, again, it's just for me to say that, like, there's there's no good or bad about having a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset or even a neutral mindset about it. I guess me just adopting that there's no good or bad is, in fact, like, a root of a neutral mindset. But just notice where does it serve you and where does it disempower you? Um you know, we could talk theory about how money is made up, money is fictitious, but money is just energy. And, you know, purchasing something or selling something is just a transfer of energy. And you can make up what that value is. Um, and, you know, that could go on to a very philosophical end <laughs> in theories. But for the practical purposes of how you're making it today um, and, you know, what you want more of in your life, and for most people, for a lot of people, that's more money. But is what what is it more money for? What is the purpose behind it? So as far as actionable steps from this episode, I would challenge you to, to look inward and and look look for what is in the way of you deciding to make money and just notice. What's in the way? Um, is it something to the flavor of, I don't, I don't know how to do that. You know, I'm not ready for that. It's going to take a lot of hard work. Um, is it that, you know, people are going to tell me no, and I don't know if I can deal with the rejection. You know, like what is in your mind in the way of you deciding to make the money you want? 
So that's the first question. The second question is, what would the money be for? What is the money for? For me personally, making money um, is how I give back to the world. Like, you know, how I, how I create a well-sourced lifestyle for myself where I can get supported. Um, not only do I live in a, in a house that is, you know, like I can keep the lights on and a roof over my head, you know, and, and good food in my belly and, and, you know, keep a bicycle that I can exercise on in good repair, you know, like all of those things to source myself. But it's like, that's one level, but it's also, I make money so that I can help support other people in chasing their dreams and living out the lives that they feel on a soul level they were called to live about getting their cake and eating it too, you know, about letting them, giving them permission to have it all in this world so that they're more sourced to go out and help the world in a unique way only that they can. Um, and it's also about, you know, how do I provide myself with the creative supplies to create the artwork that my soul feels called to, to celebrate um, the rural Midwest in a way only I can. Um, and how can I support myself in being fully expressed? You know, money isn't just money sitting in a, in a bank account and, um, and accumulating interest or, you know, it, money for me is an active agent. It's moving through me. Um, it's also, you know, like how can I afford to, you know, lavish my friends with really great gifts and experiences and, and spread really like spread love really generously through my family whenever they need help. Um, or also just to treat them, you know, like money is how I, it's a transfer of energy to do all of these things. Um, so, you know, you might just get clear on what, what is the money for, for you? And is there a way to cut out the middleman? Um, or is there a way for you cut out the middleman of money, you know, or is there a way for you to, um, get really motivated and get really inspired about the good that you're doing in the world by making more money. So just get really clear from that place. Finally, I would encourage you to come up with a simple belief that might not feel totally true to you right now. It's, in other words, it's known as a mantra, but just come up with a simple belief or a simple um, phrase you can repeat back to yourself. This is really helpful for me whenever I kept hearing things in my head like, you know, poor people have poor ways or money doesn't grow on trees, um, just to kind of reorient orient yourself back to like the kind of mindset you choose to empower, the kind of mindset you choose to have. So um, perhaps your phrase would be like, I have a limited amount of money and I want to spend it on the things that give me the most pleasure in life. What are the things that give me the most pleasure in life? And that's a way you can rephrase your conversation about money. So it's not about like, there's not enough to do what I want to do. It's like, I have plenty right now. I'm just going to have to get more clever about how I use it. Or money flows to me freely and easily. This is a, a mindset that while it might not feel super true, um, you might just just look inward. Like, where does money, where is money or energy flowing to me right now? freely and easily look at your breath your breath is energy like you can take it in your body sustains itself with 
you know, oxygen, like that's flowing to you freely and easily. Um, you might look at where a friend picked up the check for breakfast that you just recently had, or, you know, now we're in like COVID times, uh, not to make this non evergreen content, but you know, the government has handed us out a check, a stimulus check. That money is flowing to you freely and easily. You might just notice where that's happening. And, um, when you operate from that place, it can become a little bit easier. It can become a lot easier just to embrace that. Ah, it's a transfer of energy. And some things have, some things are linked, like the amount of hard work I put in and other things aren't. And what freedom does that give you? What, what are you stepping into? Is it more freedom? Is it more, um, you know, participation and, engagement in the mysteries of the universe and how things work is that a is that an empowering place for you to come from so come up with your own mantra and every time an old belief starts to come into your brain just gently and kindly redirect your brain into this this mantra or this simple phrase that you can say for yourself now that's it for today on the topic of money um but i i hope you gain some value from this. And I also hope that you have some actionable steps you can take forward to look at your own money beliefs and look in your life for where you're holding your back yourself back from having it all. Um, whether it's access to all the money, whether it's access to the belief that you have enough money right now to start um, doing whatever it is you want to do. Um, and whether it's just, you know, the knowledge that you're you're a money making person. It's not like it's reserved for someone who's smarter than you or reserved for somebody who's a celebrity but not you. You know, it's everyone has the capacity to make the kind of money that they want. Um and the world's a better place whenever everyone gives themselves access to money from a place of, you know, sustaining themselves, taking care of themselves and doing more of what they love in the world. It's just a means to creating more love and more enjoyment. Um, and creating more beauty out there. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Rebecca the Badass, and you can also go check out my website at RebeccaTheBadass.com to learn more about one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. I offer coaching packages for individuals who are looking to get more and have it all out of their lives. Um, and they know it's possible for them, but they know there's also a couple of things in their way. Those things might be a mystery. Those might, things might be very clear, but they know in the depths of their bones, at least something more is out there for them and they want to go find it. So feel free to reach out to me and let's schedule a complimentary session together. See if we are a good match for coaching and to work together. Um, and I look forward to hearing all of you. Looking forward to hearing from all of you. <laughs> um, yeah, this has been a delight. I love sharing my money uh, mindset and a little bit of my journey with you guys. And this is a topic that this will not be the end of it. Um, there will be more to come. So thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Alrighty, everybody. That's it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I love hearing how these podcast topics influence your lives and how they help you create it all. So if you want to share, feel free to go follow me at Rebecca the Badass on Instagram 
pop into my DMs and share what was most valuable for you. And feel free to shoot me any topics that you'd love for me to discuss on this podcast. Also, if you're curious to know what a coaching relationship looks like with me, head on over to RebeccaTheBadass.com and check out the Coaching How It Works page. This is super informational on what a coaching relationship looks like with me and how you can get started. Schedule a 20-minute initial conversation with me. This is free time for you to share your dreams and also to get some clarity on what might be holding you back from really going for it and having it all in your life. I'm serious, guys. That's no strings attached. I just love hearing about your dreams and I also love helping people. It's also how you get on my wait list for coaching with me if we're a good fit. It's a good way to suss out whether I'm a great coach for you, if our energy matches, all of that. So go check it out at RebeccaTheBadass.com. Thanks, guys.